Welcome to another episode of Ed's Up, sponsored by the Southern Early Childhood Association. Ed's Up is a podcast all about children and those that care for them. Hosted by Dr. Kathy Grace and Dr. Kenya Wolf with the Graduate Center for the Study of Early Learning at the University of Mississippi. Welcome, everyone. We are so happy to be here for another Ed's Up podcast. This is the podcast all about children and those who care for them. We are here with Jane Chapman, an author, illustrator of so many beloved children's books, and we are just so excited to get started and talk to her about her journey. So Jane, welcome. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Can you share where you're coming from, since I know we are definitely on different parts of the globe? Oh, we definitely are. I'm in the UK, so I'm in Southwest England. Lovely. Well, we're so happy to have you. And I would love to start by just asking you how you got started in children's books. And you're an author and an illustrator. So I'm curious, have you always been interested or is, what was your journey no, like? No. I So when I was um, when I was little, I learned to read really, really young. So I, I, only, I had very few picture books, but I started reading, um, you know, longer fiction very young. So I don't have an experience of um, for myself of being read to as a child. So I didn't know about the intimacy of the bond with reading a picture book because that wasn't something that I'd experienced. This career wasn't something that I ever thought was going to be <laughs> anything to do with me. But I did a degree in illustration and my final show was all portraits and looking back, I think I painted about four pictures which would look like they were aimed at kids, but everything else wasn't. wasn't. But leaving university, I'm very, I've sit between sciences and art. I'm not way out into the art world at all. So for me, it's important to build a career, to establish something that I could definitely do. And I went to see a couple of publishers once I'd finished my degree. I had some portrait commissions. I worked as a soft toy designer and I did some editorial illustration, but I thought, well, I might be able to do picture books as well. I went to see some publishers and got two deals on the first, my first day visiting publishers. So the first picture book that I had published as one that I'd written myself and um, illustrated myself. I don't think it really did anything, but it showed me that I could could actually do this. And then since then, the work just keeps coming in. So the reason that I'm an illustrator is because people keep asking me to do it. Your illustrations certainly touch a chord with children. And it's also apparent that you and Karma Wilson have a great partnership. So I'm curious, you developed a series of books that do touch a lot of children. And I know I've used in my own classroom, you consider yourselves a team. How does that work? How did it come about? And I'm just curious, it succeeded for so long. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so that's been over 20 years. An editor saw one of my picture books that was for the UK market. And Karma Wilson was brand new at the same time. So I'd only been published, I think, for a couple of years. And she paired us together. The first text was Bear Snores On. And when, so she faxed me this text 
as it came through the fax machine and I was reading it, I felt like this was a massive opportunity because it read so well and it was so lyrical. And it felt, I thought it had a timeless quality, a bit like Winnie the Pooh. So it upped my game in terms of doing the pictures. I need. I felt like I needed to change my style and try and create something that would be completely timeless. So all the bear books don't refer to any specific time period. Um, if there are any human things with, within the bear books, it will be something like a neckerchief, something that is sort of outside time. Or um, like the, the big pots and the plates are, are things that you might find in the woods. But we have a our working relationship. I've spoken to Karma, I think, twice in my life. That's all. She sends in the text and I do the pictures. And wow. I, it's, sometimes I refer to her website just to see what she says about the characters. And we have totally different ideas about these characters in our own heads. But this is the nature of illustrating for somebody else. The author rarely has any input. Once the text is submitted, the author works with the editor and the illustrator works with the designer. And a wise editor will wipe out all of the art directions that the author has written so that the illustrator really? starts fresh. That is so fascinating, having not had any experience with that. That is so interesting. Well, your illustrations of all the animals are so full of expressions and really capture the love and caring for each other. How do you achieve that? You mentioned that you're at kind of at the bridge between science mm. and art, and there's so much emotion. I'm just curious, how have you had to work at that, or is that something that's come natural to you? No, I don't think about it. I, I know that what I'm trying to produce is um, a product that will appeal to parents and kids. So you read to your kids just before they go to sleep. And I want that moment to be a, a quietening down and a safe place for the child. So th that's really what I'm trying to achieve in the books. I want the kids to go to have the light turned off with that sense that all's right with the world. And the belief system that if you went into the woods and there was and nobody knew you were there, this is what would be happening in the woods. All the animals would be behaving like this. And I know it's not realistic and I know it's not challenging, but for very young children, creating that safe place is, is vital. So I want the animals to look like they love each other, that this is a family that you'd you'd want to be in, where everybody's free to be themselves and they're supportive of each other. That's beautiful. Well, speaking of loving each other and animals enjoying each other's presence, in the I Love My Mama book, you illustrated an elephant family doing nothing special except enjoying the day and each other. What are some takeaways that you have? You mentioned um, wanting to go into, you know, feeling that that's happening in the woods. This elephant family is also playful and they just seem to be in the moment. So I'm curious, what are some takeaways that you think that book um, can offer families as they read it? I think for all of us, be, as mums, um, well, as parents and carers, following the lead of the kids when it comes to play. And I found that with my own children, they helped me reconnect with the small joys in life, to notice the little things and to slow down. 
so my books don't have a lot of stuff in them. They're the it's about the interactions with the parent and child. And often there will be a parental figure who will learn something from the child. So it it's there's not there's not such a massive power play. That's that's really what I'm trying to get at. But it is a it's a world of safety and nothing very much happens, but it's enough to have the relationships. My books are all about relationships. And what a respite from this crazy, busy world that we all live in um, to be able to enjoy these wonderful moments with your children. And and you mentioned that you do have children. So how do they feel about your work? And um, do you read to them? I'm not sure their ages, but... <laughs> I used to read to them. My so I have sons who are... Um, what, my 23 and 17. My oldest son is going going into illustration, but he's a musician as well. But he he is illustrating kids' books. And my younger son's very creative and um he seems to be more of a designer. Although he can paint. It's I, I don't know. He's just he's not sure what he wants to do yet. My younger son doesn't have a love of reading. My older son does. And you can bring up your kids with books around them all the time and you can do all the right things, but your children will be who they are. So I, I can't, I can't say, Hey, you know, foster a love of reading and they'll definitely grow up to be readers. Cause I haven't experienced that in my own family. <laughs> I agree with that. I think we can provide the environment, but certainly we can't engineer our children. No, um, we can't. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your story as well as your work. It is a gift to the world and it really is timeless. So we really appreciate it. And uh, listeners, if you have not checked out Jane Chapman's books, I hope um, when you have the opportunity, you will check out, there's links to Jane's uh, website. Her books are offered worldwide in just about every children's bookstore, but we will put information in our notes for you. Again, thank you, Jane, so much for speaking with us all the way um, from the other side of the pond. We certainly appreciate your time and everyone else. We hope to see you again on Ed's Up. Thank you for joining us today for Ed's Up. If you have an early education topic you'd like to discuss, let us know about it at edsup at olemiss.edu. The Ed's Up podcast is a production of the Graduate Center for the Study of Early Learning at the University of Mississippi. The views and opinions of podcast participants are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the university, its employees, or any affiliated entity.